as an actor, I was always like, I just I'm going to be a starving artist forever, and mm. that's okay. Uh, so now that it's like weirdly, um, like all the glitz and the stuff like that, it's not something that I like gravitate towards or like particularly like love or desire. Like I'm not like that kind of person. Uh, but it does feel like a dream. The life of the actor, it never ends. That's why you listen to freelance pretend with Missy Pyle and Chris Grace and friends. Hey, hi. Hi, Oscar. I was just hi, watching Missy. you <sighs> on the Minx. You're oh so my God. funny. <laughs> Is it not called the Minx? Oh God, I'm like my, my mother. My grandmother. It's okay. Everyone everyone calls it the Minx. It's just Minx. But I did, I was um, guesting on some show and somebody introduced me as the star of The Jinx on HBO. Oh, I said, nice. No, oh, <laughs> no, not Your that. Your life would have such no, a I different mean, traje- trajectory. Wife. You killed your wife and you confessed in the bathroom. I killed them all, of course. Yeah. Before we uh, had you in, we were just mistaking uh, actors for other actors. Mm-hmm. Was it's just fun. Saying. It's always a fun thing to do. We were looking at Jake Johnson. Is that his last name? Johnson. Yes, yes. Jake Johnson. Yes, yes. And you thought I he was, was too? hold on. Oh my Jake god, the this Snake is Roberts. Oh my gosh, this is I, very funny. This is so dumb. I feel like we're <laughs> now. I'm like gonna have to look at my own pay. I my brain is so. Because I was like, because I did, I think, two or three episodes of Stumptown with Jake Johnson. And I thought he was very ah, yes. nice to work with. He's and really And Missy was sweet. like, he is really nice. And then she was like, wait, I don't know him. I was telling him <laughs> that I, uh, no, I was saying I improvised this pilot with him. And, uh, and then I realized that I didn't. It's not him. But I right. can tell, oh, I can tell you who it was that I thought he was. Who was it? Um, okay. I thought it was uh, Jason Mantzoukas. What? I know, I mean, but they. <laughs> there, is no, there is no world where. Jake Johnson. I, lem, Jason Manzukas. I look. They, I just put it in. I just put it in. Look, people. Look I'm not the what? only We're not one. At your screen. <laughs> Jake no, I will, Johnson and Jake Jason Johnson and Jason don't. I don't think look the same. They don't but, necessarily look like look indisputable celebrity lookalikes. 2022. There's that's, like and that's, a picture and of the two of them. them. Yes, wow. they are similar in no way. But <laughs> it's I will not say true. They have similar the way- ways of doing things. Of acting, <laughs> <laughs> their faces, their their noses are similar. They look similar. They both yeah are often. You know, you might be onto something, Missy, because people are like campaigning hard to get Jason on season two of Minx to play Jake's brother. What? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Hello. Literally, people are like, "Jake should play." You're welcome. Uh, Jason should friend, play Jake's brother. You're like, friend. literally, you're welcome. You're okay, welcome. Well, so Missy's not wrong. Okay. Why are people not Thank clamoring you. for Chris Grace to be Oscar Montoya's I brother? I mean, listen <sighs> on the show. That's it's actually. I mean, let's do that. Why yeah. don't let's get me? And I mean, Missy we look on the, the same. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? I mean, I'm sure they, for Missy, they'd be like, "Of course, we're gonna make a part for Missy Pyle <laughs> on this show." Uh huh. I'm sure it's gonna happen right. Although away. <laughs> the way I will say, based on our last episode, it would probably be like a thing of like, I'm a Southern Christian woman against all this stuff. <laughs> like, yes, this is all this is all the world of sin. 
<laughs> it's sin. It's sin, y'all. Okay, now I can't even get back to where just we like just like Missy's were. Missy's iconic role in the movie Gone Girl, where she played a Nancy oh Grace type character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's just keep making me talking about me. That's but <laughs> that's that, what no. What I was about. gonna <laughs> what I was gonna say is if I was Missy's manager, that's that's. 2010s and early 2020s Missy Pyle. Yes. Now we're going towards the Why the Last Man Missy Pyle. Mm. I would maybe I'm going to leave my manager after 25 years and have you be yep. my manager. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds good. Oscar, did you watch Why the Last Man? I did. I did. You it was did. Great. I did. Yeah. I mean, it's based off the graphic novels, which I love. Yeah. 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 And it yeah. was great. Um, Unfortunately, yeah, I mean, it didn't get another <laughs> season. I think yeah. it was. I lo- I loved it too. I mean, I I really can't. Where did you shoot? Uh, uh, Toronto. Ah, Toronto during a quarantine in the winter, which is always everyone's favorite. Was this pre-vaccine? Yes. Oh, and they, they actually, you guys had it. If you were if you were here in the United States, you you people were starting to get the vaccine, and it, I didn't get mine. Until May, I think every, oh my gosh. other people were getting them in March, right? Yeah, but yeah. you're also safe from the virus because you're a woman. That's <laughs> oh, that, that's, that's right. the message I got from that TV show. Uh, <laughs> so th- this is just uh, Oscar's way of humble bragging that he's the only one that's on a current television show. He that, really okay. is. <laughs> like, he really is. For now, for now. Oh, yeah, until okay. I mean, you until know how this business is until Missy and I get our letter writing again. campaign going. To cancel minks. <laughs> With two heads. Richie is now two people. I love it. Yep. As no, we're one. still in one body. We're still in one body. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, we well, we're, we're a long trench coat. Uh, well, your well, head anyway, will be have... in the middle and mine will be on the top. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> we have Oscar Montoya. This, this is how long we wait to introduce people. We have Oscar Montoya. I love it. Who is one of my favorite people in the New York yes. slash Los Angeles comedy That's world. That's right. And uh, you, I gotta say, years. Chris, you were a big cheerleader of mine when I was starting out and being like, I don't think I'm funny at all. And you were, oh, really? I want to say the only one. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, you are funny. I think you're good. So, oh. uh, you know, you're the, you're the reason why I still do comedy. <laughs> that sounds crazy to me. I feel like people, uh, no. well, I, that's certainly not true now. I think people recognize you pretty quickly no, as back in the day, you know, back in the day when you, you know, re- you. You were a really good cheerleader for people that you believed in. Like, Julia Morales is another example of that. Like, you really lobbied. I'm proud of Julia Morales. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I feel like I championed for Ariel Carlin. That's right. Who who writes on Hacks. Who's a writer on Hacks. Yeah. Uh, uh, Basically, you have an eye for. You should be a manager. I should. I should quit the business as an actor and become a manager. I feel like I championed people on the improv group Local 154. That's right. That's right. Um, but anyway, Oscar Montoya, who is uh, now the star of the show Minx on HBO. The Minx. The star, the star of The Minx. <laughs> Oscar and- Montoya stars as The Minx, the nighttime <laughs> cat superhero who oh, solves God. crimes. Yes. Uh, the wind beneath his wings is Chris Grace. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so this for people who don't know the show... Um, this is a show about a women's magazine, right? That gets yes. like a, an unlikely pair. What? Maybe you could describe it better than me. No, I mean, 
you 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 were killing it, Missy. I, oh, it's a, thank it's you. about the birth of the first erotic magazine for women, and it's uh, oh, it's, someone's had a publicist tell them how to <laughs> say this. Shazam, yeah, bitches! Baby, I've been trained. No, I haven't actually. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's about uh, this uh, plucky feminist named Joyce, uh, played by Ophelia Lovibond. She teams up with uh, sort of a skeezy, but with a heart of gold, uh, porn king, played by Jason Mazukas. No, just kidding. Ah, uh, <laughs> there we go. Um, and yeah, it's it's about them and the people that work uh, for the magazine. And uh, yeah, I play Richie, the photographer of Minx. And it's a blast. And uh, I mean, it's such a fun show. I will say, just a content warning to potential viewers. A lot of dicks. <laughs> so many dicks. I mean, I have only seen the pilot, which um, I was amazed. I mean, they, I was like, oh, I wonder if they're going to do it. And then I had oh, questions yeah. for you because Richie oh, obviously en- enjoyed himself. But um, <laughs> when the people were, I mean, can we talk about them stripping down? I'm sure people have asked you this before. Oh, yeah. No, let's talk about it. Did, I'm assuming like when they were in front of the camera that it was a closed set. Yes, 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 yes. So you all didn't sit in the room and see a bunch of dicks. I was or... the only one that did. Yes, yes. Because uh, it's in his contract. <laughs> it's in my contract. I must see all the dick. Um, and luckily, it worked out for this project. Uh, no, I. They wanted me to do a bit where I like take a Polaroid of all, all the dicks, and uh, so they they wanted to use it in later episodes. So they needed me there mm-hmm. to take a picture of it, and then like. They were like, oh, comment something about their penises. And I was like, oh, boy. But I was like so close to penises because there's no yeah. zoom on a Polaroid. So I was like <laughs> real close. Um, and uh, Wait, yeah, at first. Isn't there a wall of those or something? There's a wall of the dicks. Yes. I, and wall I of dicks. Of Wait, you took, you the wall took of... all those? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh, I mm-hmm. thought that was like art direction. A, I mean, this could be your coffee yeah. table book. You can quit acting. <laughs> That's true. I should just be a photographer. And so manage wait. Chris and I. <laughs> I need more details about this. So like, because mm-hmm. on that wall, how many how, how many Polaroids do you think you took? I took pictures of 36 penises. Okay. And 30, who are... Around 30. Because yeah. I know in the first couple episodes, there's the the actor who plays... Uh, I forget his name, but he's like one of the models in... Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, Taylor. I mean, I assume he was maybe one of them. But like, where are the other 35 coming from? <laughs> They were literally extras. According to Ellen, the showrunner, there's uh, a place like people audition and show their pictures and then they like look at pictures of dicks to be like, is this one going to work on TV? Is this this one might be too short? This one might be too long, too hairy, not hairy enough. So she like went through the process of of auditioning for those penises. Dick selector. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. That, so we're, so I should quit the business and go into this business. <laughs> I mean, now my question is, are these people, um, I mean, I don't know that you even know this, but are they nudists? Are they, is the, I mean, I'm assuming the porn industry has, like, if you had a, I mean, but is they, it a crossover? Well, I guess because they weren't not necessarily meant to all be, like, porn level, right? They're, right, yes. I mean, and also, like, the people that did it aren't, porn actors they were just actors right okay they're like it's, actors who were like okay with frontal nudity and showing their penises it's like when you want to break in and they're like you have really nice hands you should try to be a hand model it's like that but for the dick has that happened with you Chris? I, no but I, but I, but also do you think there's an equivalent of uh ladies that oh maybe. model their aspects 
Well, maybe it's, is it, it, did it seem like something where it was like, or if you were an extras casting person, you're just like, hey, are you, this is the call. And if you're yeah. comfortable showing your business. I think that's what it was. I think it was like very much like open call, whoever was comfortable showing their peen on TV. But I do, I do know that, you know, that we have an intimacy coordinator and it was a close set and the intimacy coordinator explained what was going to go down and uh, Rachel Lee Goldenberg, who's the incredible director of the pilot, like explained what was going on. And I do know that like one of the actors was like, oh, I don't feel comfortable doing this and then uh, left. So, you know, which is fair, which is very fair and uh, yeah. awesome, you know, to still have the agency to be like, oh, yeah, I don't. It's not like what I thought it would be. So I'm going to leave. Yeah. Um, nice. I mean, I love that. But for the most part, everybody else was like, yeah, this is fine. What uh, what what's your comfort level if that something like that came up for you? Zero. I don't know. I couldn't do it. I don't know. I couldn't do it. I think like I'm fine. so nervous about <laughs> all through. Season I, I'd one, be fine. I like, I'd be fine with you doing it. Hey, would you oh, ever, here we go. Would you here ever do go. a nude scene? Uh, Have you ever I, done a nude scene, Missy? You know, I did. I did one. I've done two. Like where I. I, there's one. I think there's like Mr. Skin. You did, I've you been did on one Mr. that Skin. hasn't been released. Mr. Skin. I, 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 oh there's God. me coming out of a tub. But I was playing this. I was playing um, a transgender prostitute, which, but it was back in the day when it, you know, it wasn't yes. right when it happened. Yeah. And it, and then, and there's me coming out of the tub. Then I also, in Why the Last Man, did have my chest cast because my character has a mastectomy. So I actually. They pushed down my chest, um, my own chest, to put a fake chest that had a scar on one. Right. And then, but it, then it was a mold of my. Also, oh, it was based on bre- your... It was based on my own <laughs> body. Inspired by, yes. inspired by my left breast, my real left breast. <laughs> but when I would take the shirt off, very often, like the the nipple paint would come off because uh, I take my shirt off in the scene, and then they would have to like someone would have to come repaint my nipple and then dry. <laughs> Oof, like paint and dry. Yeah. I, yeah. I oh, what know. a Chris, world. Chris, would you? Yeah, sure. Really? <laughs> I mean, you know why? Because I feel like I've been trying to be more like body positive for myself, mm-hmm. like on my Instagram, like because I've been working out and stuff. And I also just feel like, um, I mean, I'm a gay man. It's like not going to be that hard to find some dick pics of me somewhere out. <gasps> Wait, some... have you? You've, you've, there's what? dick pics of you in the wild. Yes. Yeah, probably. I mean, have you? There's, there's, no, but, but there's none of, probably. There's none of you to, that you've ever sent to somebody. No, with your face I'm, in them. Yeah, why not? You put your I'm, face in your dick pics. I put my face into other people's dick pics. I. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I think we just turn. I feel like this is a modern world where everybody is like only six steps away from having an OnlyFans and still being considered right. like legit. Oh shit! I didn't even think about OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah. people. Well, People have thirst twitters and like like I, I guess put it the, and it, this is probably a situation where being in the gay world is a different set of codes or ethics than like regular life. But like we probably have so many friends where you're like, wow, you're really on that thirst twitter like like getting railed with your face <laughs> in the video, and it's like that screen name is not that different from your regular. Like I'm yeah. shocked. By what people I don't do. can for those of us who don't know what thirst Twitter is. Could oh, you... what a fine performance <laughs> putting on this the time. thirst Twitter. It's what like an alternate Twitter that you create to like either Get post your or thirst watch met X-rated quenched. Twitter. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. It's X-rated Twitter. And Twitter is like words and pictures and videos. Well, what, this is what's it's crazy. All of that. A, a couple, like five years ago, you would you've would been like, okay, porn is on Tumblr. You go to Tumblr to find mm-hmm. porn, and then Tumblr's like, we're not going to have porn anymore. And then Twitter's just like, we're fine. Put it on ours. Yeah, we'll allow <laughs> it. Yeah, very. Uh, yeah, it's so funny because like uh, I have a friend of mine that we mutually follow each other on Twitter, and then slowly it became a thirst Twitter, mm. but didn't lock it or anything it's very public it's very open so suddenly i was just like seeing these like jokes oh okay yeah these like tweets that are funny or whatever and then all of a sudden it's just straight up porn asshole and i'm like oh (laughs) jesus okay wow and then i dm'd him i was like hey just so you know like (laughs) still following you i don't know if and then he blocked me so yeah that friend and that friend is jason manzukas (laughs) i thought it was i i followed jack johnson so well, Jack Johnson is a surfer, <laughs> surfer rock. Is surf that not rock, his name? Jake Johnson? Jake Johnson? Jesus Christ. But Jack Johnson is a musician. Jack, Yeah, Jack Johnson is a musician. Well, let me just tell you what I just did, which is I Googled Missy Pyle, Mr. Skin. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. it didn't, Mr. Skin is like now like a paid website, so you can't see the results. But what oh. came up was 2016, Missy Pyle goes viral with Pandemic. Oh. What, is this like a TV show you were in? Oh, futurist horror movie, Pandemic. You were in a movie called Pandemic in 2016. I'm saying this is all your fault. (laughs) (laughs) I was in a movie called Pandemic. It was with Alfie Allen. Do you know who Alfie Mm -hmm. Allen is? He's quite good. Lily Allen's brother. Lily Allen's brother. He's also played Theon on Game of Thrones. He was actually just nominated for a Tony. Yes, I watched the Tonys. Oh, uh, Oscar, did you watch the Tonys? No. I never uh, watched the Tonys, but I watched because my friend, one of my friends was nominated. Yeah, One of my uh, friends who was, I met doing Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Mr. TV, this guy, Adam Godley. He he was nominated for the, ah, the Lehman Trilogy. The Lehman Trilogy. And, Which uh, you saw. The absolutely adorable Simon Russell Beale one. Now, wait, I think not only can we get Adam Godley on this podcast, mm-hmm. but you should be able to get Simon Russell Beale on this podcast. Why? Because you know Adam Godley. That's how friendships work. Oscar, I think Chris is trying to find someone to replace me. <laughs> no. Uh, so no, I that feel like you're... Foolish, Chris. See, He's now we have, Os- we have people. Oscar on the show. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> we have Oscar on the show. By the way, Oscar has some great podcasts and would make a great co-host for this podcast. How many podcasts uh, do you have, Oscar? Wow. Oh, my God. I have so many. I've cut down a lot. Uh, so right now I have... I used to have like eight at a time. Like it was a bad. It was like fully bad. I feel like I was like, no one needs to hear me talk for that much. Like no one does. No one cares what I think. I had eight and I cut it down to one, two, three. <laughs> I have three podcasts. Okay, and tell us what they are. Know. I have one called Drag Her, which is a RuPaul's Drag Race recap show that I host with Mano Gapian. Amazing. Um, who's a dear, dear friend of mine. And then I also host a music video podcast called Podcast Killed the Video Star, also hosted by Manu Agapian and I, where we try to find the definitive top 100 music videos of all time. And that's very fun. I love that one. And then I also host a podcast called Inside the Disney Vault, where I and two friends, Rachel Chapman and Claire Lagren, are watching every single Disney animated movie in chronological order, which we did. And now we're watching every single Disney Channel original movie in chronological order. 
Have you are you watching the Disney Channel TV shows too, or just the movies? The the movies, just the original movies, like I the movie. Like you have a zombies. Lot of- uh, yeah, which which I recently Eric was a guest. I know, you, and husband. you saw. Did you have to see it? Uh, did I have to see it, or did I get to see it? <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, Did I you actually, enjoy it? No, I actually I didn't watch it, but I was shown <laughs> a clip of it uh-huh. where the choreography was like way better than expected. That is the saving grace of that movie is the choreography. Zombies the choreography on is Plus. fantastic. Yes. Yeah. And uh yeah, that's a, it's a trilogy. It was a huge hit for Disney Channel, and so they're making three. Wow. And And have the- you been in some of these movies? No, no, I have not had the pleasure of being in any Disney Channel original movie. I was almost in one, uh, and it just it didn't work out because I was shooting Minx at the time. They're very similar. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like if Disney Channel found out I was on Minx, they'd be like, "Yeah, no, we're good, thank you." <laughs> none of those, none of these projects pays you enough to exclude you from any other project, in my opinion. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a good point. Uh, so actually, this kind of brings up what I w- was going to ask you, which is that I feel like you, are, I feel like the three of us are at various stages of this journey from being uh, starting out actor to a little more notoriety. And because I want to say that you've been working for a while, but I would say the mix is kind of your big thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that is also very generous of you to say that I've been working for a while. I've been trying to work for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I've been working for a while. Well, we but, did uh, we did a college humor video where uh, <laughs> you played that, Gaddafi and I played which, uh, Kim Jong-un. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the first things I've ever done. What was the theme of that? It was It was so like, you know, Gaddafi was obsessed with Condoleezza Rice and he and this is real life. He like wrote a song for Condoleezza called Black Flower in the White House. Here we go. <laughs> Gaddafi's, it, the title is Gaddafi's Condoleezza Rice music video. The channel is College Humor. And mm. uh, Oscar is the star of that. And I play, I can't remember if I played Kim Jong-un or Il in it at some point. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think Il was alive. I think you're playing Il. But were, were you saying that it was one of the first things you had? It's, it's the first thing ever that I ever shot. Oh, wow. And it was crazy because I was so overwhelmed and they gave me the song to memorize the day that we were shooting. Uh-huh. So I was just like, wait, what do you mean? I have to memorize this whole thing right now. And it was, uh, but it, I did it. I thought I was going to suck, but it was fun. Turned out great. Yeah, it turned out great. So, I mean, what, was good. how do you feel or like, what do you think about your, this little journey you've been on since you came out to LA to where you are now in Minx? Yeah. Um, how long have you been out here? I moved here in 2015, in March of 2015. So I've been here for a minute. You know, it's a weird thing leaving New York, especially like when I felt like I had like a pretty good standing in the New York comedy scene. I was sort of developing a lot of stuff with people like I was doing stuff in New York. And then the decision to move to L.A. felt sort of really random and crazy and I not like your normal decision making process, which, <laughs> which is, is rational and ordered. And patient. Yeah, and ordered <laughs> and very ordered. Uh, I I've been known to be very impulsive when it comes to life decisions, and so this one was one of them. And it was hard. I mean, like I don't know how it was for both of you, but like I struggled in Los Angeles for like a good year and a half. Just mm. like I felt so lost. We I, we knew people, yeah, but for me. All the people that I knew that lived in L.A. were like established, were married, had kids and literally did not 
and this is no shade to them at all. Like they just didn't have room for me in their French circle anymore. You know, they were just like, we can't really entertain having you. We can't have you with around. us all the time, you know, <laughs> which I understand, you know, like I didn't know anything about LA. I've never visited LA before I moved here. So I was like very lost. And the people that I knew were trying to figure it out too, you know? So I just felt very alone Bye. for a long time. That happened to me too, because I do remember, uh, I mean, my first year here was not as necessarily rough emotionally. Cause I was kind of like running from New York. But I was uh, very lonely out here because my like my, my previous partner James and I had talked about being out here together. Like it, it was always on our hey, we're gonna move out there at some point. So then you plan on doing something with somebody, and then they pass mm-hmm. away, and then like you're there by yourself. It's very that's very lonely. But also, I think the city is pretty isolating in general. Oh yeah, even with strong social supports. I don't know how was it I, for you. I remember when I left. New York. I, I lived there from like 95, 95 to 99. Uh, January of 99 is when I moved out here. And then I remember crying, crying as I was going through the the Holland Tunnel, just being like, what am I doing? <laughs> and then I came well, out here. By the here. way, that's that's early on the trip to cry. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, really <laughs> That's about as close to New York City as you can get. <laughs> I know. I literally was like sobbing through that. And I was in like, we were like a Penske and I was with my fiance at the time who... Anyway, um, and I remember (laughs) coming out here and finding it like trying to find a place to live. We lived with my friend, our friend Brian out in Venice for like a week with our Penske. We found a place in in Echo Park area or Silver Lake area. And I just was, I remember. Missy described it. Silver Lake is where Beck lives. That's what she said to me. That's what I said. Oh, I did not. Yes, you, you absolutely really? did. You, I live in Silver Lake where Beck lives. 1999 <laughs> me is confusing. Um, I found an interview uh, of myself from my when I when I did Galaxy Quest, which was my first like big movie, and it was incredible. And I remember being like, um, I watched myself. I'm, I think I'm chewing gum, and I'm so long. Like I, I live a deer in the headlights. I, I just like, <laughs> um, yeah. We just have like a southern accent. I'm just. I was so, fuck. Anyway, but I, coming out here, I thought it's so fucking sunny all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's very isolating. And you, you know, you're not around. Like I loved that part of New York. I loved that you were, that you could walk out the door and kind of have an adventure. You know you could meet people and hear people would cancel or it would be so like, how do I get places? And I thought, um, I just thought it was, I don't know. I don't know. I found it lonely and confusing. When did you start acclimating to LA? I don't know if I ever really have. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's so real. That is so real. Um, I don't know. I mean, I liked, I lived in Topanga Canyon for a while and I really liked it out there. Mm Mm-hmm. I lived in Laurel Canyon for a while. I liked it out there. I, li- I actually moved to Montana. I got married to this other guy for and lived out there for like four years. Um, and then I got in oh wait, the New York debt. one was the uh, was the Fringe Festival guy. Yeah, he was the bilingual storyteller puppeteer. But he was also Jesus or something. He did a he did a sh- some he did a lot of one man shows. Okay, that was my first. Fringe and they were. I went to. You That's saw how him good playing. of a friend I was. Is I went to a fucking <laughs> New York Fringe Festival school with no air conditioning to watch a guy 
do a one man show about how he was Jesus. And I think I to come. Full I think circle, he got naked. I think I saw his dick in the. He got naked. <laughs> he was so. Um, searching. He would have done, done the scene in Minx. Yes. He would have. He probably <laughs> was one of those thirty. He's now like a a bilingual. I mean, he does bilingual storytelling for a living. But he definitely, yeah. The what was he? The eleven dollar prophet. Oh God, he would make ask me to go see every one of his shows. Really? And I was like, I was so young. I mean, I was like 24, 25, 26. I just remember being like, I don't want to go, but feeling like I had to go. Instead of being like, I think I've already seen it enough. Have a great time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you I, you, he wanted you to see multiple performances of the same script. The same show. He wanted me to see every show. It was, I think it was some form of torture. Was it a... Torture. <laughs> okay, but was there an element of... Uh, give me some feedback on this night's performance versus, Ooh. or was it just just be there? I don't know. I, maybe yeah. I don't know. Because I, I, now I like Eric wants to come see my stand-up shows, and I'm like, uh, I'm I'm. It's mostly the same jokes as the last time, so you don't have to come again. But he's supporting me, and he does. Aww. Uh, does he give feedback? Uh, you know what he? I mean, every once in a while he does. He actually, and sometimes if I'm like, should I do it like this or like this, um, he'll say which one. But interesting feedback that he's given me a couple times is like, oh, this sound, this is more like you than this other option. Uh-huh. You know, he wants it mm-hmm. to be more like he wants everyone to get to know me the way he knows me, which will fucking never happen. <laughs> That's we're all gonna have to know your dick. That's right. <laughs> Biblically, go to, go to my yeah, OnlyFans. You got to do that naked stand-up show that yeah. I'm sure exists somewhere. Uh, there was one at the pit in the People's Improv in New York City. Oh my god, that's right. There was a naked, but that was actually the audience was like nudists. They were. They were. So was the audience naked too? Yep. And they. I always feel like stains on the seats. That's. They brought, <laughs> they brought towels. Okay. Oh, yeah. because okay. they, and it, actually, for this is them, not their first time at well, the rodeo. And it wasn't—it wasn't, it no, wasn't I a sexual thing for them. It, it was just their lifestyle, and they wanted. Hey, we go to a campsite. We do this. We go swimming. We'd also like to see a stand-up comedy show within our lifestyle. So and so, the stand-up comedians were naked, naked as well. They were, and these were people that are like nudist stand-up people or just um, stand-up people? So the audience was almost all nudists. And then the stand-ups were, I believe it was hosted by a guy that was a nudist. But uh, I mean, the stand-ups were just like, I need stage time. I'll do whatever. <laughs> I mean, I would do that. Now. Well, actually, I don't know if I'd do that now. Maybe I don't, I don't know. It's wh- just like the most vulnerable thing to do, doing stand-up and then being <laughs> I know, it's a lie. It was crazy. Actually, that's what's interesting is there's more people that would be naked in a theater than do the stand-up part. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I had my second husband, my second husband <laughs> was very much into voyeurism. And he won- and we ended up going on like a couple of, um, I hope my mother doesn't listen. We ended up going to a couple <laughs> of like nudist resorts or like, you oh. know, places that you go which I mean is probably something more, you know. And I did, I've done a couple. Gay, I've done. I did a one-person show on a couple of gay cruises. So like, there was always the nude area um, of the gay cruise, oh, but wow. I never was invited. But my friend Brooke and I were running because we were training for marathons. So we're running around this deck, and every once in a while we come to the part where we were overlooking the nudist deck full of dicks. And so we would just try to. We would try to like let's like we would. Oh, I caught I caught a dick. I caught a dick. <laughs> but um. I was surprised 
Because in my mind, I just thought if you're nude, you're going to be uh, nice looking. I mean, you're going to have a body oh. that you're going to be like, you know, or, I don't you know. You want to show it off. Yeah, exactly. You want to show it off. But it was just like the it's just supreme comfort in nudity. But I was like, you know, people are going to recognize us. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd be like, you know, there'd be some balls and be like, are you the person from Dodgeball? You know, and yes, the answer is. That's yes. happened to me multiple times. That it's happened when they to ask me. Are you the person from Dodgeball? Well, that's yes, and I was like, uh, no, <laughs> I'm not Stephen Root. No, but that's happened to me at multiple at multiple scales as well. Because in New York City, one time to happen in a in a in a den of illicit behavior, somebody was like, "Do you host the open mic at the pit?" And I was like, "No way!" Or no, they were. I think they were like, "Do you host the improv jam at the pit?" Which is worse to me. Sometimes. Oh, <laughs> see, these are things, Chris, that I don't know about you. I mean, I suspect, I, me too. but I'm I sort of like. I mean, the I headline don't... is Chris Grace fucks. <laughs> This episode is revealing so much more about us than I have had enough stuff happen in my life that like I really don't give a shit. Like I that's a good point. Know, and I think that's a really healthy way of looking at like, it. It's like if you want to know whether if you if you really want to see what my dick looks like, it's probably not that hard to find. And mm-hmm. if you wanna I'm gonna do a Google if, search right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. If you wanna Chris. email Mr. Stephen Disney plus and tell him not to cast me in Zombies Four <laughs> then go right ahead. I don't care. But there is, there was a a dad in a in a decom movie, like his nudes were leaked. <laughs> Wait, in a what movie? In a D- Disney Channel original movie. In a decom. Movie. <laughs> oh my like, god! The, I the cannot dad. believe there's an acronym for it. Decom or whatever. I love, Disney Channel. I love that you movie, just yeah. said that. Like we would know what you're talking. I'm just I so know. in it. I'm just so ingrained in it. I keep forgetting that. Like, oh yeah, people don't really speak this language. <laughs> but there, the dad from a show called The Wizards of Waverly Place, uh-huh. his nudes got leaked. He showed his um, wizard. He showed his wizard and his uh, back wizard too. And some really strange (laughs) pictures. Nudes are very interesting. It's like, it's like not just the picture of your naked body, but what you do with that naked body, how you pose. And those poses were really funny. Um, (laughs) But yeah, he still worked. I mean, Disney didn't get, they were just like, okay, sure. Well, I guess here's the thing is like, um, I also feel like, Wait, Missy, what did you Jesus? I just, I'm sorry. I, I, sorry. I was, I put in Chris Grace dick and nothing came up. Uh, And then I put in Chris, I added an apostrophe S. And if you don't have your safe search on, I would highly suggest that you don't do that because what you'll see is not safe. It's going to be not not safe. And you won't see his dick. Probably not me. I don't think so. No. There's a lot of pastors named Chris Grace. Um, Oh, I just saw I it too. I just even. did that. Well, I don't know. This is going off the rails. I mean, we've never in a free. Really? Oh, you know what I was going to say, Chris? Yes. Um, we could, that could be part of uh, the, our Patreon campaign. It's, uh, $15. Yeah, dollars, right you get a, get a picture of Chris, Chris Grace's dick. That's true. Well, people would pay the 15 Yeah, because also. You like, even go I, to 25 I actually, I actually really thank admire you, Oscar on behalf of Chris. On behalf of me, thank <laughs> you. Uh, I actually really admire like people with like non traditionally good looking bodies that will put out like a calendar of themselves or whatever. And so like that is one hundred percent within the realm of things I would do in the next five mm. years. Is just like put out actual like genuinely like 
intentionally sexy pictures of myself um, mm. because I think it's uh, I, I got you know what one, the one thing I've discovered recently is is I don't really have like body issues in terms of the way that I look so I have issues with like like I have diabetes, right? So, like, I need mm-hmm. to lose weight because I, it helps control the diabetes. Like, I've got health-specific issues of, like, I need to eat better because, uh, like, my hip hurts and I don't want to... I'm getting older and all that kind of stuff, right? But, like, this is very distinct from a lot of people I know personally and family and friends and stuff. But, like, if I see myself in a mirror, I've ne- never been just like, oh, I don't like... Like, I have almost no reaction to seeing myself. Mm. And I don't know... It, it's definitely changed, but like, like I don't have a problem seeing myself on camera anymore or hearing my voice. Like all of it has just become completely like, almost like no emotional connection to whatsoever. So like, I feel like I think it would be cool to like put out a cool, sexy calendar of me and you know, and and. Make, Are you saying that you you did have issues before, but now you don't? I mean, have I think anymore? I did like as a kid. I remember uh, as a kid, one thing that I had to reckon with was I remember. Th- not being able to reconcile that like I didn't look white. Oh, I remember yeah. thinking like, oh, I just don't look like other people. But I mean, I'm talking about like 11, 12. As an adult, I really haven't, like in my opinion, this makes it harder for me to th- do things like lose weight because I don't have an emotional incentive to lose weight. I literally just have like a health reason to lose weight. Mm. But I mean, I'm not Staying saying it'd be better alive. if I had body issues. I know people who have body issues are are traumatized by them sometimes but like that's what i'm saying i don't have a connection to like if i put out a calendar myself oh no like i'd be ashamed to do it or whatever what would you suggest oscar that chris um focus on in his calendar well he's gonna be the stylist for sure <laughs> actually <laughs> oscar has, could you be the okay, photographer that's an easy job maybe Wear the photographer nothing. that's easy but oscar has great style i will say if you go to his inst- what's your instagram oscar Oh, it's Ozymo, O-Z-Z-Y-M-O. Thank you, oh, Wow, you got on that. That's, so sweet. that's a good name. That's a good screen name to have. Oh, yeah, that's like my thing on everything. It's on Twitter. If you go look at Oscar has great style and always has had great style. That's very sweet. But you also have a, uh, actually, this goes along with the your budding career. Is mm. Do you have a stylist now? I do, yeah. So wait, tell me, the, I want to hear the logistics Amazing. of this. How does this happen? Well, you know that there's a lot of like, there was like an event. I, it started with the premiere of Minx. Right. And they were like, okay, HBO is going to pay this amount of money for a stylist and grooming. And I'm like, what is that? Like, I don't oh. even know what that is. And so I was like, and, and also they, their premiere was like so last minute. They were like, we're not doing a premiere party for Minx. Like, we're not just not doing that. And then like, li- I think a week later, a week before the, the premiere, they were like, oh yeah, we're doing it. And here's, all this money and so i was like oh god so for me like one of the oh they gave us a list of like the people that they hire and i didn't like any one of them really they were just like i just saw the people that they styled and it was all like tall beautiful white people (laughs) and i'm not any of those things so i was just like okay well uh i was like a big priority for me is try is hiring someone who's latinx Mm -hmm. and someone who styles different bodies you know and luckily, because I do Spanish Aki Presents, which is a huge variety show that's Latinx, and I'm like very connected into the LA Latinx industry, I knew my friend Des was starting a styling business, and I was like, I reached out to her, and I was like, would you be interested in styling me? And she was like, I've never styled a guy before, but I would be interested in doing it. And I was like, please. And then 
she found me a vintage Dolce & Gabbana, beautiful rose jacket. Uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll build around it. And then that, she's just been my stylist for, like, events, public events. Yeah, but uh, c- can she style me for something at some point? Absolutely, she can. She oh, would love to. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'd love I'm that. trying to get more people, more eyes on her because she's so special. She's really great. That sounds amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've never Desiree had Desiree Ramirez is her name. Yeah. Follow her on Chingona Threads. And her Instagram is Desiree. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's like Desiree is, I'm just going to spell this out. D-E-S-I-R-A-E-R-A-M-I-R-E-Z-Z. That's right. But yes. you should see so this, like, this purple jumpsuit that Oscar is rocking. Oh. It was so great. And she's really good about finding like organically sourced, like oh, biodegradable that, that I stuff. I don't care about that. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, that was important what for me. What is it? Desiree. 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 D-E-S-I-R-A-E-R-A-M-I-R-E-Z-Z. But if you go to at Mo, you can see Oscar in this killer lavender, I would say. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And those boots were on. Real. Yeah, I mean, so like, how does it feel to be on like the premiere at the carpet and all that stuff? It's weird. Okay, th- this is gonna sound weird, but and I'm being incredibly honest right now. I thought I was gonna spend my entire life just like trying to book work and never quite booking it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just because I've done this for so long and like so many things just haven't worked out for me that I was just like. I, I book stuff, little stuff here and there, but nothing major. And I was just like, I'm very content with just being an actor for money, but not for the exposure or like anything like that. Like, I'm very content living that life. And I never expected to <laughs> truly book anything. Uh, and so when Minx happened, I was like, this is very surreal because I did not envision this like to work and to like have financial stability to like, like that, I never pictured that. I don't know. Like I, as an actor, I was always like, I just say, I'm going to be a starving artist forever. And mm. that's okay. Uh, so now that it's like weirdly, um, like all the glitz and the stuff like that, it's not something that I like gravitate towards or like particularly like love or desire. Like I'm not like that kind of person. Uh, but it does feel like a dream. Like it, it doesn't feel real. Like I'm still very much like, I can't believe I'm on a show. I can't believe my face is on a billboard mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Like I can't believe, like that's my life. Like that's weird. Cause I never pictured that for myself, you know, but I did all those years ago in New York city. And He's that's the why wind, you should be a manager. That's way. why I should, a man I should be a manager. Um, you know, I gotta say like, it's just dreamy. It's fucking dreamy that that's happening. I, I think it's just dreamy, you know, it's such a, it really is a fun business in that regard like there's so many times you don't get the thing and then once in a while like it something happens and then like there's always another opportunity and like right now i'm in a you know a pretty dry spell but i know that there'll be another her dry spells are like we 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 would love to have her dry (laughs) i mean yeah if any exactly if you listen to any episode of this the number of scheduled, rescheduled recordings because she has to work is like... Yeah, well, honest, you know, not for nothing, Missy, I will say that like your career is like a career that I want so freaking bad because you are so talented oh, and you're in God. everything. I see you in 
everything, you know? And like, you would, you would say it's too never, much, right? No, 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 no. And I would never I'll say, let him finish. I would never Chris. say like, oh, Missy, like there's no ego in the way that you perform. There's no, you know what I mean? There's like no, like I'm doing it for the fame or anything like that. You're here for the work. And I think maybe it's because your theater background is very much. It's all like, about I'm Chris Grace. It's all about Chris Grace. Chris is the reason. That's right. Why? Uh, but you like, know I, I, I encouraged Missy in college as well. I, I, uh, Damn, wow. I, I mean, I, we went to college together. Do you know that? We went to college yes, together. Yes, but yes, I mean, I edited. He brings it up all the time. No, I'm kidding. I uh, edited the <laughs> scene that we did for our senior showcase. So, Oh, what? we did a scene together from. Um, Do you remember what it was from? From Annie yeah, Hall. Yeah, it was from Annie Hall. Yeah. Ooh. So funny. He was Woody Allen and I was Diane Keaton. You know, I've always been a Woody Allen supporter and I still am. <laughs> <laughs> Just keeps keeps going. Keep keeps this on better. the podcast. People need to know. Um, um, he doesn't care. But the thing I just think the thing, you know, listen, I I think it's hard it it gets hard to like get yourself to a place like I have a kid now, so she's six that I adopted from birth and and I'm now trying to figure out how to make sense of it. Like, where did you shoot your, shoot the mink? Uh, I'm never going to stop calling it the minks. <laughs> no, it's, you can call it the minks. That's fine. I shot it in Sun Valley. It was in LA. Oh my great. God. I'm very lucky oh that it was like God. right great. here. Oh, yeah. So envious. I've just, everything that right was lately here. has been out of town. So I've been Cause hoping. you travel all the time, right? I travel a lot and it's been, it's just been really, really hard lately for me. And um, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to do stuff and and still be like a mom and my daughter's in school mm-hmm. now so it's really hard and anyway i mean um, i think I, one I, thing i've i have learned from missy's journey is that it's almost like the challenges just change but there's still these i mean this is both a dose of reality but also kind of reassuring which is like there isn't some point where you just kind of like coast through yeah you know um i've had i <sighs> I felt very, very lucky, very lucky about at so many times. But I will say, like, lately, it's been tough because my my managers and agents are like, we want you to come to a different place. And so it's like, I've had to say no to things that I normally yeah. would say yes to. Like, I've, this year, I was like, this will be the year of trust. And of course, right now, I'm not working at all. So, mm. and I turned something down that I was trying to make work. But the money wasn't quite enough for me to be out of town for as long as it was away from my kid and project. And so I just, you know, it's hard to have faith and it's hard to, I have a friend who like wrote something for me, but if I will, will the network let me do it? Will they even do it? There's so Mm. many. And then you, I, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's hard. Yeah. The thing people don't realize is that the struggle will always keep happening. Like, Different kinds of challenges will happen. I do get a little frustrated when people are like, oh my gosh, you're on a show. You made it. Like mm-hmm. the idea of quote unquote making it is kind of silly to me because I don't know. I think like you're constantly like, what is making it? Like, yeah. what does that mean? I, you know, what is consistent work in this industry? Like, does that even exist? You know, it's a big fucking hit though. And a big win. And I, yeah. I, Absolutely, and it's been oh renewed gosh. for a season two as well. I mean, exactly, yeah. Um, Oscar, the question huge. I have for you about what we're talking about now is like, mm-hmm. it, do you for, foresee a thing of like, okay, now you did book a thing, so now this mode of like, I go for things, but I, I'm a near miss, I don't get them. 
is there going to be a challenge of like, no, I am a guy who books things like I, and owning that, you know what I mean? Cause that's like almost what I see as your next level is like, no, you're not the guy that misses. You're the guy that is the guy who books. I would like to think that <laughs> my mind, I'm so like doom and gloom. <laughs> like I said, like I'm just so used to not booking things that that idea see, still seems so alien, even though I'm on a big show and I will be working season two. Like even all of that against feels like a dream. So I, I just need to change my brain about like being like, oh yeah, I am the guy I book things now. Like I'm a guy who books things. So you know, I just need to hear your voice, Chris, yeah. at the back of my head. You, this is your thing. You're going to hear Chris Grace fucks, Oscar, Ma- Oscar <laughs> Montoya books, and Missy Pyle rocks. Oh, my God. Listen, <laughs> Bo- and you too, Chris. I mean, like, you're just one fucking step away from whatever it is. From, we all are. Ab- from oblivion. Getting hit by a bus. <laughs> but, it's, but that's so funny because I see you, Chris, as someone that I, like, aspire to be. Like, I see you as someone who, like, always books, consistently has jobs. Do you know what I mean? Books, work that that's, like, fun, you know? Like, your pro- Pen15, Superstore, like, these are all projects. I couldn't get a Superstore, like, audition at all. Like, it was, it, you know what I mean? Mm. I'm just like, oh, like, I aspire to be someone like you. Well, I'd rather be on Mink Season 2. If I had my druthers. <laughs> which which I am yeah. going to, hopefully. <laughs> hey, listen. As Jason Manzukas. And as, listen, I mean, you could be the centerfold. I mean, we're looking for dicks. Sure. We're looking for somebody who's not afraid to show their dicks. Especially if it's on Minx, I absolutely would. That'd be hilarious. Can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, yes. it, that is like, I mean, yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, go follow Oscar at, at Ozimo on Instagram. Fire up your HBO Max and watch. I'm Minx. so excited to watch the rest of it. It's yeah. so, you're it's so, so good so and it's so fun. You're... It's yeah. so Thank fun. You. The Minx is great. Yeah. The <laughs> Minx. It's great fun for it's, the whole family. The Minx is Missy's favorite uh, element of the MCU. She loves the, that. How dare you? Character. How dare um, you? Okay, so you can go to Patreon.com/slash/FreelancePretend if you want to support the show or email and us get a freelance. picture of Chris. Chris, Chris, Chris right. I mean, you, for fifty dollars, you can just text me directly if you want that. This might, I, I think we might be canceled after this episode. Probably but. so. <laughs> uh, long live Woody Allen. Okay. Um, okay. Oscar, thank oh, you so much for being thank on the you, show. Oscar, oh my god, thank you for having me. All right, I'm so treat. excited for what the world oh. has in store for all of us. <laughs> yes. All right, we'll see you next time. <laughs> okay. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Freelance Pretend with your co-hosts, Missy Pyle and Chris Grace. The show is produced by Chris Grace and edited by Eric Michaud. You can support the show by going to patreon.com slash freelance pretend or send us an email at freelancepretend at gmail.com. Music from artlist.io. See you next time.